Hey everyone, this is Unnecessary Sequels. Unnecessary. No, no Walker, we have a track. Oh, God, gotcha. okay. Joe. Unnecessary Sequels. I just love to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I also want people to think I've been singing the uh, singing the theme song live every episode. <laughs> every time. It's always the <laughs> and same. And playing guitar and bass at the same time. It's amazing how the production studio always is the same consistently. Yeah. Just incredible. Wow, Walker, <laughs> he really like uh, nails it with the, the exact same rhythm every time. He's got a fucking metronome in his head. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. My name is Brandon Daniel Garner. And I am Walker Glenn. Hi. And this is the show where we make sequels to movies that should not have them. If a movie has been completed, if a movie has been completely finished in terms of character development, if everyone has died, we're going to make a sequel to it. Um, so we just finished our very first season of Unnecessary Sequels. If you haven't listened. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I hope you did. Um, please, we'll give you time to respond to the microphone right now. Oh, okay, great. I'm glad oh my, you liked it. They, yeah, they loved <laughs> wow, it. Wow, that's wow. amazing. I liked how one of you did the thing where you went, no, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, man, we're bummed. And then you went, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and, oof, he's back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I couldn't believe I fell for it. It's such a classic move, yeah. but it still, it worked on me completely. Yeah, still got me. Um, yeah, everyone. So uh, thank you for listening to that first season. If you happen to be uh, clicking this episode for the first, uh, if, you're, if you're visiting the show for the first time and you click this episode first, just so you know, um, our normal episodes are normally completely produced episodes of audio dramas of sequels to movies that shouldn't have them. Those are the first six episodes of the season. Go ahead and listen to those first before this, uh, because that is the main deal on this show. That's our uh, bread and butter. Um, and we're very proud of them. So uh, if you if you want to go ahead and check those out first. Um, and this is we're doing something different today. So uh, uh, it takes us time to make the episodes. It took us uh, like months. It took us like six months to write the first season just to write it. Um, maybe a little less, but it took us a while. And then there's uh, the recording and then there's like two months minimum for the editing. So it takes a while to make everything. And we would love to make a second season. However, it's going to be a while before that's done. And we don't want to just leave y'all hanging. So we are doing something that can be done much more easily in the meantime. We're doing these pitch session episodes. So we're doing little uh, improvised episodes here that we'll release periodically. We're going to be doing this monthly uh, between the seasons. And so, yeah, this is a fun bit we're doing where we uh, bring you in behind the curtain on how we come up with ideas for the show. So uh, today we're going to be both doing this in a pitch table style where uh, one of us pitches to the other one um, an idea for a sequel. And then we'll just talk about it and see how much we like it. Some of these might get made into actual sequels or they might not. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah, some of them might be a little too silly to sustain a whole episode. Uh, some of them, we, yeah, we could come up with enough ideas that we end up doing it. Yeah, who knows? So you might be what, witnessing the beginnings of the second season right here. Either way, I hope you like it. Um, also, real quick at the beginning, if you like the show, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. 
Um, if uh, the best way to help the show is to uh, tell your friends about it by texting them a link to our website, unnecessarysequelspod.com, or to give us a five star rating in iTunes, um, because we live in a weird world where that's necessary. Uh, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, those are the things you can help us with. Also, we do have a Patreon as well. If you want to check that out, it's got exclusive behind the scenes stuff like director's commentary and scripts and purest episodes, stuff like that. Feel free to check it out on our website. Uh, you could be our first patron. <laughs> do you want to be? Please do. <laughs> uh, our first patron gets a kiss. Uh, an actual kiss. We if will you, fly to you, you and kiss one. you. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't like a, it's not, if you want to be a patron and you don't want to kiss, obviously it's it's 2020. We understand. We're not going to just be like, no, we have to kiss you. Yeah, who do you think That's we not... are? The uh, current Democratic nominee? <laughs> Ooh, he's not the nominee yet. Might as well be, though. Yeah, this is, uh, look, uh, I'll say, we don't like to get political, but I'll say it. I, I am a Tulsi guy all the way. <laughs> um, also, we've entered an, another segment of our show that's recurring. Um, the section that will be edited. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to just before we get into pitching here, also just place this in time a little bit because I think this will come out soon. Uh, we are under quarantine. Yes. Um, so this is, you know, uh, something that we might have a little more time to do more of. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, originally this was going to be Patreon content, but we just figured uh, people need podcasts right now. Yeah, we're not um, going to put something behind a paywall when everyone's trying to just like listen to stuff right now. So, uh, hey, everyone, welcome to uh, just regular content now. <laughs> right. Also, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, if if rent is going to be deferred, maybe we shouldn't be charging for our dumbass podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, and uh, also, I want to say me and Brandon were making a podcast before it was a mandatory <laughs> uh, mandatory thing that you must do while under quarantine. Before There's, the government dictated everyone must have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a uh, it is a tough time to be a comedian right now because nobody is looking at us or listening to us at all. And that is Literally everything we need is for someone to please pay attention. <laughs> I literally was talking to Dot uh, yesterday and she's like, how are you doing not doing comedy? And I'm like, I'm pretty tired of people not looking at me and listening to me <laughs> while I talk. <laughs> I'll tell you, I could stand to be amplified and <laughs> people get in trouble if they talked while I'm talking. That's a part of my life I'm missing. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, could you just have uninterrupted eye contact with me for a while while you're not allowed to talk? Because that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Please applaud whenever I just walk into a room. That's really all I want. <laughs> and then when I leave the room. Yeah. And if uh, Oliver could say some of my credits before I walk into a room. <laughs> Uh, that would also be nice. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hope you have a good quarantine. Um, all right. So this is going to be our pitch session. So we have both uh, come up with some ideas before this, and we're going to pitch them to each other and take turns. Um, did you want to go first or should I? Uh, I, I don't care. You want me to go? Sure. Go ahead. 
Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. So, uh, hey, buddy, <laughs> I heard hey. you got a hit hot thing on the books. Uh, let me hear what you got. All right. Well, hey, check it out. What do people love? Sequels to movies that should not have them. Uh, wow. Uh, you must have been paying attention to my entire career as a producer in uh, Holly Weird. Oh, okay. Are <laughs> you a fun in, bit we have? Are you in character right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's your name, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just walked into I just walked into this building. Uh and wow, it's great that I got somebody to uh to listen to me right off the bat. Are are you Mr. Netflix? What's going on? Uh, yes, I am. My name is Mr. Netflix. I see you've heard of me. <laughs> hey, look, normally you can't just walk in like this, but I'm in quarantine and I just want to talk to somebody. Wonderful. Well, my name is Mr. Walker. I got something great for you today. Oh, what's uh, your first name? Uh, Oh, uh, Mr. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Another fellow Mr. First Name. Well, let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm already going to make you a movie just based on that, buddy, because that's how this business works. And I'm just going to leave the scene for one second and talk to the listeners here. As you can see, quarantine has made us not funnier, okay? And <laughs> I think... <laughs> It turns out interacting with the outside world helps you keep up your wit. <laughs> As you can see, nothing has improved. I, I thought that being inside all fucking day would make me just brimming with funny things to say. It turns out it just makes me bad at talking. Every time I do a Zoom call with someone, I'm like... <gasps> Wilson, <laughs> you're back. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let you give me what you got, kid. Let me see what you hear. <laughs> all right, check this out. So uh, I am pitching a sequel to There Will Be Blood, the Paul mm. Thomas Anderson movie from, I believe, 2007 uh, about about a uh, oil baron uh, and uh, a tale of greed and corruption and isolation as wealth is pursued above all else. Uh, the title for my film is There Will Be Blood 2 Guts. <laughs> <laughs> now, my idea for the story has nothing to do with that title. I just think it's funny <laughs> to call There Will Be oh, Blood 2. Right. Well, that's two. a big problem already, but we'll see what you got. <laughs> so, at the end of There Will Be Blood, um, uh, the main character, Daniel Plainview. Wait, 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 let me interrupt you real quick. I think just your title makes me think that the sequel would just be about, um, <clears throat> would be about a guy who is an oil baron, but instead he's a blood baron. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I, I, I feel like I'm allowed to have a title that doesn't directly reference the story because there will be blood also doesn't directly of course, it's correlate. very metaphorical yeah yeah <laughs> it's fine although so, there, uh, what, there is blood that, that is true it does exist so it's not a lie the title and he bludgeons somebody to death right as the fi final scene of the movie right. uh but a little bit before that he he daniel plainview has basically driven everyone out of his life through his just single-minded greed and obsession with money and power. And you see him, uh, the only person left in his life is his adopted son. And mm -hmm. the son wants to leave and start his own 
company. Uh, he tells him, I famously says, this makes you my competitor. And right. <laughs> like uh, tells off the son and the son is just like, wow, I hope I'm never like you and leaves. Right. I was thinking that there will be blood too could follow the son and because the son is now on this fuck you daddy mission, he starts like an alternative fuel energy company. So it's like <laughs> him being like, hey, did you know that like we can run cars on corn or whatever? And he, or he like gets goes and starts like a solar power company. OK, so he becomes the baron of solar of green energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, does he like become like a ruthless monster at all or is he actually the opposite and is just nice? <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's kind of like a if he is kind of a Bill Gates billionaire where he like doesn't know what a monster he is. Mm. Like it's like he's nice, right? Like it's like I don't think it's like that he's like as outwardly ruthless as Daniel Plainview or like Google. What's Google's fucking motto is like, don't be don't evil. Be evil. Yeah. yeah. He's like a don't be evil billionaire. Oh, OK. Who's unaware that his very existence is evil. Right. OK, that's good. Um, so what are like some of the bl- plot beats we'd uh, we'd hit for this one? <laughs> Let's see. So he goes out, he tries to start an oil company, but then he realizes, you know, if he does that, he's going to end up just like his old man. And Mm -hmm. then we see like uh, him looking up at the sun, looking directly into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, I'll capture you someday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like an eerie Johnny Greenwood score plays. And uh, wait, wait, wait. Did John Greenwood of Radiohead, right? Yeah. Uh, did he do the score for the first one? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's why it's so good. Okay. Yeah. He also did the score for the master. I also like that you call him that. John Greenwood. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, maybe he, uh, instead of adopting like an orphan, um, he, uh, okay, no, here's what it is. So, okay, the character's already deaf, right? The this character of Daniel Plainview's son was deaf. Mm-hmm. He looks directly into the sun and goes blind. <laughs> okay, great. So now he's deaf and blind. So it's going to be... Great for an audio drama. Um, <laughs> just, we'll just Please have, like, describe every little thing to me, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then instead of uh, um, instead of adopting an orphan, he gets a seeing eye dog, <laughs> and so it's a tale of how as he ruthlessly pursues solar power, he slowly alienates himself from his dog. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bad boy. You're a bad boy. And then we just have the dog like being like, like making like kind of disapproving noises. Right. It's basically, it's like the Grinch and Max. Right. That's what that's what this you know what? They already made this movie. <laughs> it's called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Grinch Stole Christmas is the sequel to There Will Be Blood. It's the spiritual sequel to There Will Be Blood. And a lot of people don't know this, but I wrote my term paper uh in college on this and uh was expelled. <laughs> I was expelled from Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, when you say that, then we'll definitely make this movie, son. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that idea. All right, great. Uh, I like that. That's fun. Okay, so I have an idea for one. Okay. Uh, so do you remember the movie Harvey? Yeah, with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it, Jimmy Stewart, anyone who hasn't seen it, this is an old movie with Jimmy Stewart. He uh, sees a rabbit who is not there. That is the essential premise of the movie. He's a guy who sees an imaginary friend and everyone thinks he's going crazy. Um, and it's actually like very sweet. It's like a great movie. So the second movie is Harvey to Harvard. <laughs> i love it <laughs> and that's where a guy uh thinks he's in harvard <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so he's just <laughs> so he where is he do we just like see him in like a bus station or something yeah. Uh, I actually, that's a very, I haven't thought about that. That's funny. So it's just a beautiful mind-ish. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's like crazy. other people waiting for the bus and he's just like, wow, this shirt, school sure is competitive, but. <laughs> he just goes around asking everyone from the bus station, you from Boston too. <laughs> <laughs> that's great too, because I feel like you could also get like a Goodwill hunting spoof in there as Ooh, well. Yeah. Like it's so he thinks he's in Harvard, but then there's like he also imagines like a Goodwill hunting subplot <laughs> where like he thinks like another dude waiting at the bus stop is like the janitor and he's yeah. trying to <laughs> he, he sees he sees the guy putting uh, uh the bus schedule on a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like God damn it, you did it. <laughs> Is the rabbit tied into this one in any way? Yes, but it's the Donnie Darko rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I loved um and uh he uh he thinks he's working for the lampoon, but he's actually just at an open mic. <laughs> He's at a poetry open mic and he, everyone wa says, no, comedians can't do comedy here. And he's like, great, uh, great pitch. <laughs> but we can, could we get it to print? Oh, my God. I, I, have you every every mixed open mic that I've ever done? It is just like a three week countdown until they don't allow comedians anymore. Every time it is it, always just uh, who's patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. Like I, I love it because it's like the concept of a mixed open mic is this completely open, just like, like come one, come all, all art it's forms. So welcoming. It's so welcoming, and then they quickly decide we don't like comics. Yeah, rightfully <laughs> so. Too, I was gonna, and they're not wrong. Like, yeah. it's like it's like really like a drastic jarring shifted tone to have people do something earnest and sing a song or read a poem and then have somebody like get up there and just 
say something horribly offensive. Say something awful. Like there's someone who who just says something. Like everyone's like, like what happens is like everyone says like, all right, we need a community. We need a place for people to express themselves no matter who they are. There's not going to be a gatekeeper here. Anyone can do it. You have a song you've always wanted to sing, sing it. You want to have a poem, you can say it. And then one guy hears this and says, hmm, time to talk about Jews. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I once was the comic that got comics banned from. Oh, yeah, you did that. You had that story about the comic. I told I um, funny. Was a couple years into comedy, and I went and perf- did an open mic. I was going to say performed, but I don't think that's an appropriate <laughs> word. Uh, <laughs> I did an open mic at a kava bar, and I had a bit at the time about oh, anyone who doesn't know anyone who hasn't uh, kava is a uh, drink that basically relaxes you. Um, it's getting bigger in like big cities a little bit, kind of. It's kind of like an alternative to booze, so there's bars for it now. Um, and or there there was at least before the time, before the before time. Yeah, before <laughs> we all got kava virus. I was at a kava bar and I told this long bit about how I hated clowns and like uh that i would rather my son grow up to be a prostitute than a clown because uh like at least when somebody kills a prostitute it's a crime but if right. you, somebody kills a clown they just assume you did it in self defense and it was fun. like i still maintain that's funny <laughs> it, it was all right it would do okay sometimes uh i think it was a little bit like look how edgy i'm being kind of energy yeah, i but, get that yeah. But if you I, I, look, I, you could decide if that sounds like a funny bit or not to you. I'm not really here to defend it, but I was bombing so hard that I like acknowledged at a certain point. <laughs> the woman who was like the queen of this open mic was like, "I run a circus company." <laughs> <laughs> And so I did the rest of the I decided to do the rest of the bit to her and uh, everybody looked like they wanted to murder me. And I was like acting like I thought I was being cool, but I was dying inside. And then I went to sign up a couple weeks later. They were like, oh, we don't do comedy at this mic anymore. (laughs) So maybe somebody bombed worse than me in the meantime. But I tend to think the two things are related. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right um let's see what's the next one uh do you have another one okay so this is this is another one rogue one two rogue two (laughs) (laughs) oh i guess also it has an additional subtitle it would be rogue one two colon rogue two colon a star wars story Now, this one I think we should do because Star Wars is owned by Disney, who are famously not litigious. So I think we definitely should do an unauthorized (laughs) chapter in the Star Wars universe (laughs) that is canon. (laughs) I love it. This is the one I have. This is funny because I have thought multiple times of like Star Wars. No, all of them. It's like meant to have sequels. This is the one that's not. (laughs) This is the one that's not. So. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Rogue One is the prequel that uh, would exist between the prequel, the Star Wars prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. So it takes right. place shortly before A New Hope. In A New Hope, uh, they R2-D2 
has downloaded into him the plans for the Death Star that the Rebel Alliance is uh, have stolen to find a weakness in the Death Star. Rogue One is the story of them stealing those plans. Right. Um, Rogue One ends with everybody in the movie dying. The people from the Rebel Alliance who go and get the plans all die completing that mission. I was thinking that Rogue One 2, Rogue 2, a Star Wars story, <laughs> could just be like almost like a uh, very slow, very depressing kind of like German new cinema style thing where it's just like people mourning and funerals for the dead. <laughs> and like we just see like somebody's wife who died like getting the plans we like just like in real time watch them like cleaning their space kitchen and like <laughs> periodically like breaking down into tears like almost like you wouldn't even know it's in space except for there's like you know like gadgets. A computer beep yeah <laughs> there's like gadgets whizzing around and shit and maybe okay and then maybe there's a darth vader cameo uh, and you just kind of see him being like, man, is this really like, he's just like killed all these people and it's before the original trilogy starts. So it's, he's kind of just like, man, this isn't where I thought I'd end up. Like, is this really my, <laughs> <laughs> he has a real darkness of the soul. Yeah. Where he really reevaluates himself. Yeah. He's just like, is this my job? And he accepts that he's like, no, being a Sith is what I want to do. Right. <laughs> Or just like, like, you know, I mean, I'm good at this. <laughs> like, maybe it's not the dream, but I'm good. I'm good at crushing, <laughs> crushing small outfits of resistance. So it's about him losing his ego yeah. as the tyrant of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, losing his ego and just kind of like, kind of just that, like, you know, that like early 30s maturity that you have to have where you're just like, I, could I be happier? Sure. But like, am I going to like put my best, best efforts into this? Yes. Like that's, <laughs> and that's like the most exciting part of the movie because you see Darth Vader, but it's just him. And I don't know how we would also indicate that he's thinking about this stuff. I guess maybe he's like, maybe he's like, <laughs> you see him. He's like having like a beer with Grand Moff Tarkin. And he's just being like, did you, is this like what you saw for yourself? <laughs> they kind of, they got to have like a my dinner with Andre. <laughs> just two guys figuring shit out. And that's like the really exciting part where you're like, oh, right. This is a Star Wars movie. But the rest is just like, you know, like widows and widowers, like ironing and people being like, I miss daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Every scene, so they, the, the central scene will be his his dinner with Andre scene that is over time, but it's 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 broken up by cutting to small uh, interludes of people just cr going trying to go about their lives in a uh, leftovers esque fashion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the title does not really have anything to do. <laughs> with the movie that it's called Rogue 2. Uh, yeah, that's that one. 
All right, great. Love that. <laughs> I really love that. I really want to make that one. <laughs> I love that so much. That one will be like, that one would be especially great because for an audio format because I picture it being like really low on dialogue mm. and just kind of like a sad, like austere soundtrack and just yeah. like, you know, ironing. Kind of ambience sound effects and yeah. stuff. And then you just hear slow sobbing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I miss him so much. Every, I mean, like, there's a way we could do that, which is really funny to me, <laughs> which is that, like, every small scene, like, that starts with someone just having a very brief conversation of that, like, signifies where they are, like, another day is a garbage man. <laughs> yeah. In space. Yeah. <laughs> Another day is a space garbage, man. I kind of wish, too, that people would talk more about, like, that they're in space in Star Wars. Yeah, there's, like, very little uh, actual mention of it. Like, it's too normal to them. I wish yeah. they would just bring in a little bit of, like, the drudgery details of the, of space to them. <laughs> totally. Or just, like, have, like, an audience surrogate in there who's just like, man, it's crazy that we're in space. Yeah. This is my this is actually my problem with uh, both Harry. Po it's the same problem I have with Star Wars and Harry Potter. They don't have the drudgery details that make it real life where you're just like, God damn it, I have to do this other minute task every day. There's nothing like that. So we could introduce that and I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Star Wars, at least it's just like this is the only in the Star Wars universe, it's like the the universe they exist in is the only universe that is presented. The thing that's really frustrating about Harry Potter is that the wizarding world exists within and parallel to the regular world. Yeah, so they do have a reason to be uh, to talk about it more about how weird it is, and they don't. It's Hogwarts is in London, and yet. <laughs> And yet, like, when Ron Weasley, like, leaves the Wizarding World, he doesn't know what a telephone is. It's so weird. It's insane. It makes no sense. And J.K. Yeah. Rowling, I'm reading Harry Potter to Ollie right now, and it's great. She created I just an started reading it for the first time, actually. Oh, well, it's, you're gonna... Because my parents burned it when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Is that real? Yes. Uh, they got rid of it. I read the first one. Then they found out about the series, and they got rid of my second one. And they were like, this is witchcraft in it. I, um, fun fact, uh, I think they made a horcrux that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like wizard, wizardry wasn't real until they did that. Yeah, it's a very witch-like way to get rid of something. <laughs> did you ever see the movie uh, Jesus Camp, the documentary? I did not. I know about it. I know, like, generally what happens, but I did not because it was too close to home. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I saw it and I found it very triggering uh and i think you will too if you ever, i don't oh know why you would ever watch it it's like hey i lived this but <laughs> yeah uh there's one scene that's always stuck with me where the woman who runs this camp is like screaming at the assembled children about harry potter and how evil it is really and yeah and at one point she said something where she goes if Harry Potter were alive today, he'd be burned at the stake for witchcraft. And I'm like, Harry Potter was never alive. <laughs> like, you're talking about this like they're like celebrating like Rasputin or something. Like, this is a completely fictional universe. That's so She's it's also like, talking about it as if things were easier in the past. <laughs> right, right. 
we used to be more tolerant during the Salem witch trials. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I wish I didn't have to just lecture you about this and I could just kill your hero. Wow. For, for heresy. Fascinating. What do you got, brother? Anyway, so I have another one that's actually extremely relevant. Okay. Um, to this time. The Truman Show 2, Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally just about now. <laughs> it's like in the future, everyone will have a tiny screen in their pocket they can broadcast their life from. It's crazy. We know, but go with us. <laughs> It's uh, I think like it would be like it would be have to be a sequel where like he gets out of uh, he gets out of the TV show. Um, anyone who hasn't who hasn't seen that show, but I mean that movie. But uh, any if you haven't seen it, um, he uh, it's about a man who uh, from the moment he's born, he is selected by a TV production studio to uh, have his entire life be uh, act, fake and acted out by actors on a, a gigantic dome like movie set where uh, every, every moment of his life is broadcast as a TV show. I know, such a weird idea now. <laughs> so he was original, the, the original influencer. <laughs> and uh, But then at the very end of the movie, he like realizes it, and then he leaves the dome, and that's how the movie ends. Um, but I think the sequel, he leaves the dome, but then now people aren't paying as much attention to him, <laughs> and he hates it. <laughs> so now he has to go back to being an influencer on Facebook Live <laughs> But also he struggles getting it because now everyone else, by the time he realizes it, influencers are already a thing. So now he has to fight the fight to become an influencer. Uh, that's we should do that one. <laughs> that's really funny. And it's, and it's just him like struggling to do like sponsored content and stuff. He's like yes, doing exactly. like ads for like flat tummy tea and shit. Hey, everyone. So uh, do you. Do you ever use stamps? <laughs> and then he gets messages from, we, we pan down to an email from stamps.com saying, stop using us. <laughs> it's negative press. <laughs> he tries trying, he starts trying to get everyone to be act like they're actors in his life. And they're like, no. <laughs> and is he like also like telling the story of what he went through, but it holds like no novelty for anybody. They're all just yes! like, it sounds pretty normal. <laughs> Wait, what if, uh, what if it's also, it's about he, so he can't, he can't get anyone to pay attention to him as an influencer on Facebook or Instagram. So he starts an OnlyFans account. <laughs> and it's just him like selling pictures of his feet. <laughs> it's like, so I've made a ru uh, rubber facsimile of my taint, and uh, <laughs> the first people to send five bucks to my Venmo <laughs> will get one of these babies. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, OnlyFans is like Patreon, but for like Twitter, basically. It's like it's paid content for just normal shit. Um, uh, he also like, he starts a podcast, but it's literally a circle jerk. <laughs> and he's like, look guys, this is the good stuff, right? He, he tries to start a podcast that's with, uh, another white guy, like most podcasts, but he can't find a co-host because every white guy already has five podcasts. <laughs> 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 Sorry, dude, I'm booked. Yeah. And then he starts because it was because it's Jim Carrey. 
<laughs> still <laughs> he starts at one point saying like well i look like it sound like jim carrey maybe he could do impressions of ace ventura <laughs> and everyone's like hack <laughs> and then like jim carrey he kind of semi-retires from public life and does like abstract paintings he becomes a he becomes a meditation guru <laughs> yeah it's the truman show 2 colon facebook live colon the jim carrey story <laughs> Hashtag colon kidding. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay, I have one. Uh, what? Maybe let's do your next one. My last one is really short, so okay, that might, good. might be a good one to go out on. Ooh, okay, we could do dumb ones then. Um, my last one's real dumb okay i have a, i have a dumb one that is uh partly inspired by like another uh by a friend a comic in the scene here his name's carlos delgado he's very funny he and i riffed this a little bit um just just the title uh we did not put thought into this <laughs> the fifth element to the sixth sense <laughs> 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 she now sees dead people. <laughs> Wait, is Bruce Willis the same character in both yes. of them? <laughs> is he a Smith Element character? And the and is the theory that that it's Lilo. like a shared universe and it becomes yes. his Sixth so Sense character? The, the Fifth Element was actually the prequel <laughs> to the Sixth Sense. <laughs> And now it's a similar movie, but it's just Lilu is essentially uh, Haley Joel Asman. I love that. Maybe we could get him to do it. He's like a really fun comedy dude, honestly. That'd be fun. And we've also like pitched doing like kind of minisodes too, like little yes. five minute ones. Yeah, that's like a dumb one that would only last five minutes and we could. <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, I love that. Um, I have actually never seen The Fifth Element, so I'm coming up a little short on Ooh. riffs on this. OK, uh, briefly. Uh, so The Fifth Element is a an excellent sci fi movie. It's a, it's kind of excellent because it's clearly made by some. It's a French director. It's clearly made by someone who made sci-fi but they're like a be it's like a beginner in the game kind of style where like they were not influenced by previous sci-fi tropes other than like you know basic basic tropes so uh instead of being like dark and edgy it's all beautifully colorful um visually wise it completely looks different it still has like you know i mean like we've all it's not that revolutionary and like we've all seen like these characters in some way before and some plot elements but uh the way it's put together is extremely original and uh it's like extremely fun to watch even though it still is like a very kind of ominous like plot um and uh but and like there is a scene so like there is a beat i like to replicate which is uh so uh, oh yeah so like the way that the plot happens is that he is essentially a cop uh i believe maybe i'll edit this out <laughs> bruce willis i believe is a cop uh he um uh and then there is a uh lady who is uh basically like a weapon uh she's like a, a test tube weapon baby uh, and she's like, and so she gets out of like her containment and then the two of them meet each other and then have to save the world basically. Okay. Um, and there's a moment where she gets exposed to society by uh, browsing what they, what was essentially their version of the internet and finding out about like humanities in inhumanity to each other. And that's her like loss of innocence. Um, and I like to replicate 
uh that moment and it's her watching all of the Shyamalan movies <laughs> and that's how that's how she loses her faith in humanity again <laughs> wait what are those uh, uh Shyamalan movies like uh uh Signs Sixth Sense oh Shyamalan Shyamalan <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said, I, I, yeah, I was like who's Shyamalan oh I said it wrong so uh <laughs> Shyamalan you know <laughs> Uh, oh, she sees all the Shyamalan movies <laughs> and then loses her, her faith in humanity a second time. <laughs> and the mo- and the moment, like, uh, at first it's like, okay, but then she sees uh, uh, the happening and it, and it completely falls apart. Yeah, she, like, has justifications for everyone. She's like, well, I mean, there's problems, but there's a good idea there. And then the happening and then Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, my last one, very topical, very to the moment, Brandon, Ooh. very of the now, okay? Mm-hmm. Outbreak 2, Corona. <laughs> In the not distant future, <laughs> a pandemic has, a global pandemic has broken out that causes everyone to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> until the government <laughs> society becomes so overloaded with podcasts that nobody's participating in the economy anymore. And so the government decides to start dropping bombs on, <laughs> on everybody doing a podcast. <laughs> They're like, everyone... There's a cleansing that needs to occur. Is there? Oh, because of like the diseases? No, no. The worst (laughs) disease known to man. (laughs) Anybody is allowed to do one of these things. We have to stop it. And also, I would say also this episode has been Outbreak 2 Corona. (laughs) (laughs) You just listened to. You didn't know you were listening to a sequel, but you just did. Uh, Brandon, have you ever been to, uh, have you ever been down to Little Italy? (laughs) What the fuck are they doing down there, man? It's like, hey, I like garlic. You don't need to put it on everything. Wait, what's that? What? What are those sirens? Oh, no. I think it's coming. <laughs> I think it's our turn for the bombs. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. We were going to do this as a YouTube show. You don't have to kill us. It's not a podcast. It's a Twitch stream. We were going to move it to Instagram. We've done live performance art. We swear they've just shut down all the fucking bars and coffee houses that will put us up. Look, we just can't get booked. Just book us. It'll fix the problem. (laughs) Oh, you went very side filled there. (laughs) Why is it anybody? It'll fix the problem. Just book (laughs) us. Please book us. (laughs) Jerry, it's going to be amazing. We're going to get booked. <laughs> <laughs>